The message continues. Don't walk with sisters in the church and be holding their waist and squeeze them by your side in the name of prayer sisters. Don't hug sisters in the church and press their chest on your chest. Because when positive wire touch negative wire, which one? Which one produces the? Then the kind of panel. It's life and what? Life and neutral. Are you sure? Life and negative. Uh huh. Well, is that the one? There, there are some wires. There are three. There are one who touches and nothing. One who touches, but the one who bring them. Pa 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 pa. How can you be working in a church? And be, you see a sister, oh, hi, then you hug. You, no, there's a way you hug. That's why you hug. You have to bend down. And bend. <laughs> it's very important. Whether it's Pentecostal or the apostolic, I don't care the name you give it to it. I'm not interested. I don't say don't hug sisters. But there's a way you hug. You bend down. But what should you say? And then somebody's chest is pressed into your chest. For what? You people are developing all kinds of things in your generation. That is not helping your purity. Can one take fire in his bosom and not be burned? Can you press a sister's breast on your chest and feel nothing? Tell me. Tell me. You may walk around as if you are not feeling nothing, but only God knows what is going inside your body. No! Put boundaries around your life and walk in purity. Because the life of righteousness and life of purity is a necessity for the security of your eternal destiny. You secure your eternal life of going to heaven. Don't play games. The guys were so strong that the old guys that were bathing that something came out as they castrated them. Yes. How do you send a, a man to go and bath a, a queen mother who is not castrated? What will happen? <laughs> and I submit to you that you are not castrated. So don't squeeze sister. Apostle Paul said, live with them with all purity. Let the people call in office that that's why he's anti so it's not nice. And when they say you want to sow and you are trying to be so, you will really be so. <laughs> it's a threat. It's better for them to give you name while you secure your life with Christ. Who cares? The prophet Nanadi is not nice with young girls. He's hard and he's dark. That is what keeps me going. I shouldn't be nice with you to do what? Huh? I have one lady there that I'm nice with. So what, what, how many girls can you be nice with? And you the way you are, who can be nice with you and go to heaven? And what nice are you talking about? The fact that you are a pastor that told me when you give a woman opportunity, she won't give his body for you to sleep with her. Who told you that? How many pastors have fallen? Am I more anointed than something? There are male and female delilahs in church. And you cannot play games with. They are there in your office. Hallelujah. Amen. Give the Lord a clap of session. One has ended. Thank you very much. Mm -hmm. um, I want to find out. Sometimes there are situations whereby the man who wants to court with you is, let me term it as overpraising. <laughs> overpraising. Um, over it what? It's like um, he tries to overpraise you. you. Yes, you can achieve everything. You can do this. You can do that. And I find that to be a bit odd. Mm -hmm. Because in a sense, I feel you are trying to. It's like put too much pressure or expectation. I don't know if it's wrong or right. Number one, it's not wrong. It's not right. So let me answer it on both ways. If the guy doing that is a Christian, you have nothing to bother. Just go by the foundation. 
Normally, if the guy doesn't fear God, it's just bragging. It's just trying to flatter you to tell you to be something that you are not. Hallelujah. Sometimes, if it's a child of God, it's really talking from a sincere God-fearing foundation. Sometimes, it's a matter of waking the potential in you. Because I've also had people who tell me things I thought I can't do it. And once they were saying it, I saw myself doing it. I'll give you an example. There was one guy in the Bible called Gideon who was a very coward man and tried to mind his business because of the media. And God came and said, you mighty man of valor. And it's like God tried to tell the guy something that he, he, he thinks is far from. And as a result of that, he worked something in the guy that he became a judge and went to battle with 300 people in war. Now, you guys know actually the guys you go out with. So if you know them and you know they are not what they are saying, they'll suspect them. Or you think that what they are telling you, it doesn't come from any foundation. It's just kind of frankly to just let you feel good for nothing and to get what they want. Then that is what it is. Hallelujah. But to me, to me, if it's from a sincere heart and a background, and trying to tell you that. What are some of the things they say? You are intelligent. <laughs> you are so yes. sharp. Yes. I've never yeah, met a woman that is so sharp. That. You are the so person good. is not a Christian. I, I felt it's He's not a Christian. Yes. Uh, that's what I said. You know, he didn't say it, but I said that. If it's not that, that's just braggadocia. He's just trying to <laughs> brag and then try to... Uh, he just, he, you know, we know, we know there are people who are opportunists. Yeah. Okay. Abby, please, I want you to clarify sex and fasting in marriage. Sex and fasting in marriage. Very good question. Give her a clap for it. <laughs> he, doesn't re- he didn't really go deep, but I, res- I know exactly what he's talking about, and particularly when with human. What do you do when you are fasting, your husband wants to fire? That's why I say it's a very good question she asked. Are you married? You are married? Oh, well, no wonder you asked it. I would have been surprised. If you are not married, I will ask you two questions. <laughs> Normally, the men, when they are fasting, they can't have sex. A man that is fasting for five days and himself having sex, he has a serious problem. If it's a dry fast, you don't even have the energy to do it because fasting, there are t- things leave you fasting. For, for instance, when you start a long protracted fasting, after three days, hunger will leave you. Between three to seven, between three to ten days, weakness will leave you. Now, between the time hunger and weakness leave, the appetite for sex also leaves. It leaves completely. It leaves. It can leave you when when the when when the fasting progress, it can leave you that even when a naked woman is lying by you, you won't touch her. It leaves you. Now, watch this. So, normally, when the men, because all the whole world, everywhere I've preached, it's only women that ask this question. I've never seen a man ask a question that, what do you do when you are fasting? Most times, I mean, it has to be a, a deputy devil. The woman must be a deputy devil to come to his husband and say, give me sex, even though you are fasting. Jesus, you really want to kill the man. But the men don't care. And I promise you, girl, when they ask, you better give it to them. Because you, normally it will not affect you anything physically. But normally it disturbs your conscience. It lets you think like, can I continue the fasting and all that? Let me tell you something about fasting. There are even pastors here, they think that when they are going to preach and they have sex, they have sin. It is a religious thinking. It is not spirituality. If you do that, it means that you are things that sex is sin. No. It means that when you are about to go and preach, if I will tell you that when you have sex, you can even preach better. Because you release a lot of tension from you. It depends on it. So, sex is not a sin. It is a pure thing God reserves for people who are married. That is why I say it is only accepted when it's in the context of the marriage covenant. Somebody say amen. amen. When it's in the context of the marriage, what? Covenant. If you take it out of the marriage covenant, it's dangerous. But let me tell you this. 
The reason why you have to give it to him is that it can create a lot of problems for you. The complications you can get when you refuse to give in the name of your fasting can be more serious than giving it and continuing your fasting. But I tell you, there is a way you can handle it by a very pampered speech and said, I'm fasting and for all you know, that is why God gave you potency. Let me tell you also the reason why it happens. When you start fasting, the anointing that gets released on you, you know, anointing is very magnetic. It has a kind of a magnetic, it is very attractive, let me put it that way. So when you start acting, there's a kind of glory that comes upon your life. And that glory attracts the man to you. And when he attracts it to you, and when men see glory, men go for it. And some has asked me secretly, Nicodemusly, uh, in fact, there was a lady that came, he said he has to break his fast because since he started fasting, he's in the 10 days of the fast. And when he crossed seven days, prof, it's every day my husband fires. Every day it's like the man, I, I tell him, I say, it's because of the glory that has attracted. But with time, we have to call the husband and start teaching the man. And the man has stopped. But, if you don't have a man with that understanding, for instance, what about if you are married a man that is not a Christian? Because some people can marry, both of them are not Christian. The woman became Christian, hear the word of God, and then you started fasting. You can't say because you are a Christian and you are fasting. He doesn't care. Amen. So you pray about it and you believe God that one day something will turn. But when he asks, give it to him. If he asks three times a day, give it to him three times a day. Save your marriage. There is no need to finish fasting and your marriage is on rocks. So give it. And sometimes it's not really in a form of a fight or aggression. Just that, you have just been attracted to the man. And there's nothing you can do. This thing a woman cannot understand. You see, let me tell you something. There's a lot of infiltration of religiosity in the church. And some of the religiosity here, we have spiritualized it. And when we spiritualize religiosity, uh, it, it, it becomes very complicated because you can be very religious and you are not spiritual. Amen. Amen. Are you getting what I'm talking about? Because Apostle Paul said that if both of you are Christian, then stay out of the sex. He said, he said, he said, he said, give consent at only for the time of fasting and prayer, but after that, come together. But there comes a case that sometimes it can even be different. There are, there are women who go to Pentecostal church, and their husband go to Orthodox church. You are a charismatic, my husband is a Catholic, and all that. And they don't have understanding and depth of knowledge about the things that you do. So, what are you going to do about it? What is the answer to his question? Give it to him. And believe God to talk over it until understanding comes. If you come, it has never happened to me. It has never happened to Lady Ivy because I understand it. Hmm? Understand it. Sometimes there he said that this week I'm fasting. Bless you. Yes. Mm-hmm. Identify Adam. Because of Adam or Kase, Obana and Copono de Manu, it am at this time the Yankopono on Shedda and Casabia. Opa Wako Kana so for back to two of the amount. But you have answered your own question. Tobaso Busa said, Tin you question is a semi coaria, Obaso Busa said, Ubitima Bombas Yamau Bako Kana Tuntu. Debbie, Nakopon Fan Marco going to do Van Chancrofo. That why it is your own choice. It's the choice you make. Say money don't want to be a tune to be a cocoon to now be home. But you see, so we share Marcra ten and I a bema. A month ten your back will have a done. You can't love everybody at the same time. So what do be a you are a wizard? <laughs> you can't love all the men all at the same time. If you if you meet 20 women, that is why one day I'll preach you the spiritual aspect of love. Love is a spirit. And the reason it's spirit is that you can meet all the women, but one will get attracted to you. 
and your heart will be so much connected. You see, that is why, that is why I'm telling you that if a man doesn't love you, don't give him sex in the name of him loving you. Because love is such a way that cannot be controlled. When you love somebody, you love them. Everything about your attitude towards them change. You dream about them. You see them in your dream. You see them when you are watching TV. When you open the fridge, they are there. When, 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 when you are cooking the flam pan, they reflect in the oil. Everything. Every, and when you love people, eh? Listen, all this, I want to marry you, pra, pra, pra. When, one of the, there's a lot of things in the Bible you can learn. If you love a woman, you can patience to wait for her. So, Pobipa, let me tell you, one of the, if a man really loves you, eh, eh, and the man truly loves you, and it's a genuine love, eh, you don't need to pray a lot of effort to make the thing work. He'll pursue you. What do I say? He'll pursue you. This thing that he doesn't call you for one week and then what try? Why you not call me? Now you don't even answer my call. Say, okay, okay, I'm busy, I'm busy. We will call you back. Then he's not calling. You say you call back three days. I so my phone. I I I I I I bought a new phone and 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 and, and your and your your number got missing. Can you imagine? Can you imagine your fiancé that cannot memorize your number? When I was courting with my wife, I call her every day. That time there was no mobile phone. There was something called phone boot. You buy. If I spend all my money on card, I bought a card until one day when I went there, the woman said, "Oh, asa, but me the me the best show called the auto card." He gave me the card. I go and stand in the phone. Listen to me, everybody in the call know me there. If I'm standing on the phone boot, now me not the same man. Now Obana be call. One day my boss said, "Boy, we him call no one with them. call no one Then call you. He'll be there to take care of you. You'll find out and all that. So the way you are struggling, eh, check it. I mean, let me tell you something. This one is very strong, but I will tell you. Mm. Very, very strong. It is better not to marry. It is better to stay single than marry a man who doesn't love you. This is the danger. If a man doesn't love you, you will even love the children you produce for him. Do you know that the first three children of Leah, Jacob cares all of them. Do you know that the firstborn of Rachel, the day the guy was born, Joseph sold him a coat of many colors. So if a woman, a man loves you, he will take that love in another dimension to your children. So make sure the guy you are courting with, he loves you. What was your question? Second one, okay. Second one, the first one said, I don't up and down. If you walk out and say, Open so old train, now more warrior and some wood to marry them, where says, Nessa only never was a baby one year, I won't find one canoe. When you are here so, now we are trying to say, Be a message, and we say, Boy, a bema with John now. So it is also a very simple. Okay, just over there is a bema with John now, so I don't want to let you know. Now, the answer is very simple in my teaching. I said that the foundation is Christ, marry a godly woman. Listen to me. That question will come up, and I'm going to say it. I don't need to say it, but I'm going to say it. Have you seen that when we have situation where we ask you that, is there any impediment? Do you remember? Do you have any unlawful impediment? For instance, if you are impotent and you claim you are potent, don't tell us that you are going to be potent by faith. No. Then bring it out and then let the man, the woman accept that you are not potent, but he's going to marry believing that you'll be potent. But the reason the lady is asking that, how do I know huh, that you are going to be that? You don't test what God has made. And also, it is going to be one out of hundred that I want to marry who are not impotent. No. If a man is not potent, he will know if most of the guys who are not potent, they don't even want to go out with a man. They don't want to go out with a woman. They are working on that. They are believing God. They don't want to. Hallelujah. Because sex is a major part and a dimension of marriage. The quality of the state of the sex in the marriage determines the quality of the marriage. Amen. Amen. So you don't need to test anything. It's a trap. 
When you go into it, you have entered into fornication. And once you get into fornication, you are in trouble. So don't test anything. Hallelujah. If you say you are not potent, just tell him that. Men worry. Can I treat me in some of the worry we are? That's all. You don't need to prove anything. You have nothing to prove. Amen. And can I add this one? All those men who say Ujira on us is demonic. It shouldn't even come in the equation. If you're a man, you are potent, you know. There are, there are 10,000 things that will let you know that you are potent. So you are potent, you know. One of my friends, I told you, want to do national service and was living with some girls after one year. One of them said, you are impotent since you came. And he said, you will prove it. And he proved it to the girl. Got him out of, uh, out of his feet. I don't even know whether Joe has come back. But prove it. It's part of the demonic tricks. If somebody say, now, can I tell you this? This one will settle it. Every insult is an opinion. If you meet me and say, I am impotent, and I'm no impotent, why should I have to prove it to you? I don't need it. Hallelujah. And most time, a woman that tells you are impotent has a wrong spirit. Be careful. All right. When this guy Last time I was here, and I was telling you about a man who had been friend for seven years. Okay. And whilst I was here, he was calling. The previous night, he called my mom pick. So when I came, he was crying. I asked, what do you want? He didn't answer. I asked about five times. But when I left and I got to, I told him that, please, I don't need any male friend. And up to now, he hasn't called again. And I'm very grateful for that. Okay. Because he has been calling for seven years. They have been friends. They're yeah. Friends so now that he has left, another good friend is coming. So. Amen. Amen. Please, I want to ask, you have all the beauty, you are hardworking, you have the character, mm -hmm. but no man is coming. What will you do? And keep, number two. Keep waiting. He's on the way. <laughs> <laughs> number two. Now, like let me to... tell you this. Let me tell you this. He has a very important question. He didn't ask, actually. It was his own self-exhortation, like... You have all the beauty. How do you know? You have all the character. How do you know? Then you have prayed. How do you know? <laughs> you are saying that as far as you know. It might not be enough. So give God opportunity to keep on working on you. Amen. Amen. Next time I'll divide the thing and show you that the character, some are unto death. And some are not unto death. Everybody has some characters in them that they have to work on. Remember I told you that it's not possible to marry a perfect person. No. But there are characters that are dangerous. John talk about sin unto them, sin unto death. Hallelujah. Sometimes what he's saying can be true. You have all the character, you are quiet, you are that. But no one is coming. Uh, God has not finished preparing him. When God finishes... He will come. One of the reasons why you believe you are delaying is that you are comparing. And your destiny is different from somebody who is married early. So, depending on what God is going to do with your life, can I say this? Moses was trained for 40 years, for 40 years ministry. Moses ran away from Pharaoh when he was 40 years. He went back to Pharaoh when he was 80 years. He died at 120. So God trained him for 40 years and gave him 40 years of ministry. So it depends on what you are going. There are people that, I'm telling you, if they married early, the marriage wouldn't have survived. God took their time. All these things you are hearing is part of the process of your training. And the day you marry, a man will be happy that he married you. Okay, your last question. The last question is about getting married to somebody I've been connected to. Microphone. Yeah. Getting married to somebody. I've been connected somebody to. Somebody connected friend. you. Yeah. Okay. Um, 
There are advantages and disadvantages into that. I am not in the position to really approve that. Eh? <laughs> but what you said, Eliezer went to take a wife for Isaac. In that dispensation at that time, it worked. Let me tell you this. When I come on the next session, you will enjoy because I'm going to show you the pressures of things happening around your life that can destroy your marriage unawares that you will know. I'll tell you something. I was dealing with a couple and the man came and told me that he has two plans. Either he divorces his wife or he travels and you will not mind her again. So I and if you look at them walking, there's nothing shows that they should have a problem. I ask him, I say, why? He said, I'm getting tired of it. He said, why? And he told me, he say, man of God, he can sit in a bedroom and, st- and sit with his phone and flip and browse for two and a half hours. No, say, hey, having to be doing it. No, you does it. In fact, some of you, you love your phone more than your husband. When you come back, I'm going to show you. The reason why those people you could marry for them is that eh, they could live with a woman without any interruption. The interruptions in our marriage now, job, work, phone, TV. Wow. When I got married, there was no mobile phones. Mobile phone was coming. Friend, me, Jabontina, make us say, the one we have, all the talk like this, with me, Buniza. So nobody was even buying. Mobita has come. We didn't have phones. When I married my wife, we didn't have phones. We didn't have, that time, the television station in Ghana was GTV. That is the only one you can get in Ghana. And they come, Yenara, Yassassin, Etimetiko, three weeks, in a murder. No, so you see, there was a lot of time for affection, a lot of time together. This is how we marry. No, it's not like that. I am going to come back and show you that. And this one is not just for singles. No. In fact, statistics show now that people in our generation court better than when they marry. Which means that when they are courting, they have time for one another than when they enter into marriage. You said the way you guys can sit in there, somebody's uh, uh, behind somebody's window and talk until you pour water on you. The way you can sit in a car and check the seat and talk. You see that you marry and Everybody wake up. When you wake up in the bed, crack, 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 crack. You are on your way. I'm getting late. And then you are in hurry to go. And then sometimes you can even go and drive before you remember that you didn't tell your husband that, honey, I'm going to work. Because you want to beat traffic. You get back to the office and then you are under stress. You work and then you wake, you close at 5.30 and then you beat the traffic to come back and you come. And, and so that cycle continues. I'm going to teach you things. So what the question she asked was that, can somebody recommend somebody? Okay. In fact, the recommendation crowd they say is better. What about the one they take portrait picture? If the person doesn't have a leg, you're still going to marry the person. You take a portrait picture and bring it to her and say that, hey, this man is in love with you. To me, a successful marriage is the one you see. Bah, I've seen this guy walking around, fall in love with her. I'm moving around with her. The courtship is no matter that you live in Las Palmas and you live in uh, 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 Paris too. And I live in Bebeise. And I want my friend, I can sell phones. So then we go. I don't know what is in your environment. I live with my wife. We are living because we courted. I know his father's house. He knows my house. I was going there. It's not possible that a week will bypass. I don't go to sell less than three times. Sometimes the reason I go is that after church, maybe I'll go and drop her. At, I, 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 I'll take taxi and make sure the taxi take me. And those I have this car with that status. So we go there, drop her, and then sometimes I pick her to church. So there was that affection. We go to pro- programs together. As, oh, this man is doing a program here. Let's go. And then we go. Somebody invites us a party. We go together. So there was that kind of, we move, we get to know one another. Now, don't marry a man who have never seen him get angry. It will come in the next session. How do you act when you get angry and all that? So, 
all these things that the person has recommended. Okay, if you recommend and you still can move along with the person because somebody must see you walk, fall in love with you and develop the love from when you start. Because the more you walk together, the more the love grows. You see, once you see one another, then you are getting more affectionate towards one another. And you are seeing one another. You are getting to know one another. And that process continues when you finish your wedding and you enter your honeymoon and your matrimonial home. All this about, I'm coming to do engagement on a lady I've never seen. It means that the day you marry, you are actually started courtship. That's why a lot of them doesn't work. So you have done the right thing, but you did it at a wrong time. Because every couple must become friends before they become couple. So that when you marry and the romance ingredient leave the relationship temporary, the brother-sister relationship will take over until it returns. It's not every time. Listen, listen. When you marry, it's not every time you have a romantic atmosphere. Depends on what you are dealing with. It's not every time you want to have sex. It's not every time. Uh, no, no, no. Your wife can be wearing every pint in front of you. America, Judas K. Nothing will move you. It depends on what you are dealing with. And especially if I can talk to you from a minister's point of view, it's a different story altogether. And so, if that is why you, that is why it is foolishness for you to be caught every time you meet, you have to have sex. It means that the whole relationship is motivated by sex. When you marry and that thing is not coming, it will part. There is a place in romance will live temporary, and when you leave, the brother-sister relationship will take over. You are living like friends. There's a place friends relationship will take over. Your wife must be your friend. He must be your 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 outmate. He must be your sister. Sometimes it has to come light way. Huh? You have to relate to her like a sister. And sometimes it takes over when the romance sleep because you can't sleep with your sister. So it depends on what you are dealing with. And it goes and it comes. Because when you marry, you deal with things. Sometimes you are in the office, you are facing some serious challenge in the office. And as a result of what you are dealing with, that thing has left your mind. Because you are in the wilderness of your job. And you are dealing with issues. Hey, <laughs> What about if you marry a man like him every January don't see me for 40 days? What is going to happen? And I call baby. No. You understand what I'm saying? So don't, don't, you see. Don't just go to the matter with over expectations and hallucinations of, hey, I want to be like this. So when I'm married, I want my husband to carry me and then go and put me at bed and then fan me till I sleep. <laughs> so make sure you see the person. Somebody recommend you to somebody. Yeah, recommendation there happens. Yeah. I've seen, I've seen, I've seen. A lady walked to me last week and told me that, Daddy, four men has come my way. Four men. What do I do? I said, do nothing. I said, do nothing. There's nothing you are going to do. And I said, do you know what? Out of all the four men, be sincere to yourself. There is one you love. There is one you love. I say, don't follow money. Don't follow charisma. Don't follow slangs. Don't follow English. Follow your heart. If four men come to tell you they love you, there is one that you see that. Yes, gentlemen. Yeah. Have I answered your question where, my dear? Yeah. So, recommendation. I have a recommendation. It's there. I've recommended several times. There's some people that married recently. Not very recently. I recommended. Sometimes the guy came and said, Daddy. And they are meet guys and say, Why is it that you are not married? How old are you? He said, 45. I said, No, please. Why? Do you want your first born to be born or 60 years? What is it? He said, No, you have to give me. He said, Daddy, I don't know. I don't know which one. I said, Oh, why? Sometimes I said, Have you seen this girl? This one, this one, this one. 
any of them can be a good wife. What they are told is that there is this one, the one you pointed there, that one. I know her, but I'm afraid. I said, no, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. I told them, don't be afraid. Gather the boldness. And God, I said, you have a car. Today after church, give her a lift. Just go to her and I say, ah, where do you live? And if you say he lives at that place, tell her that you don't live there, but you always pass there to your house. So, <laughs> pass there. What has somebody living in Odoko has to go through somebody living in Newtown? I met my wife. He said he's going to take taxi. Those are your quarters. So let me give you a lift. He said, but I hear you live in Odoko. I said, I live in Odoko, but I normally use the Joy FM road. <laughs> and he said, ah, why? Why do you, because you can go through like this. I said, that place, eh, there's some foolish traffic that can jam over there. And he asked me, what about if you pass there today? There's a traffic. I said, that one, it moves. But this one, it can be a standstill. <laughs> because in the car, you can talk. You can never be caught with anybody who sits in your car. Once you are sitting in this car, you receive the boldness to talk. And that's why you got, yes? My question has to do with... Uh purpose and then you loving the person. Do you, if, if for instance, uh, I've met a lady, we have been courting for some time and we are really in love, we want to marry, but then I see that my purpose in life, she doesn't really fit into the purpose. Uh, should I just forgo and marry an her because... Give me an example. Um, let's say uh, I want to be a philanthropist, like orphanages and all that. Okay. And then I'm with a lady who, uh, although but she loves me and the rest, she's not that want a you giver. To give to anybody, yes, yeah. something like that. So should I just forgo my purpose and marry her because we love each other, or the purpose is really important? Two things. Some of them, the, 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 the demonstration of that character is as a result of ignorance and lack of knowledge. So there are two ways to go about it. You have to start cut off, sort of. That is why in relationships you have to be very sincere and start giving knowledge about what you believe and tell her that, well, this is what I think. I am passionate to do in life. That I want to be a philanthropist. I want to help people. I want to support them. I see that you don't like it, and I think that um, it is one of the things that God wants us to do, and all that. That's why I keep talking. You see, when we study the teaching carefully, I started with the foundation of Christ. Who can love Christ and not love people? You see, the reason why we are asking all these questions is not that when we check the foundation is not right, but however. You have to start talking about the fact that, and you see, sometimes uh, don't back off because you meet an opposition. It may be lack of knowledge. So you tell her that, I don't think we can, we are going to get along if you only have to oppose because marrying somebody who is interested in your vision is very important. I'll give you an example. I wouldn't have married a woman who doesn't love the things of God? It cannot be power. It cannot be. It cannot be possible. That is why I say, don't marry for where you are. Marry for where you are going. But if you keep giving the teaching and it stands where it stands, don't continue the relationship. Because the reason is that even if you continue after you marry, either you separate, you divorce, or you not get along. Because as for your passion and the vision and the dream God has given to your heart, nothing can kill it. And you will not substitute anything for it. For instance, these are the things I told my wife when we were caught. I told her that I love you, but I love God more than I love you. And I was telling her things that now she has come to understand the things I was saying. I didn't even understand what I was saying, but it was something I knew was going to happen. I said that I love God more than I love you. And I told her that the place of God's love in my heart, you can't do competition with it. And that is it. 
Initially, he didn't understand the thing. And he said, right, do you love me, love God so much that one day you are going to maltreat me? I said, no. And then I quoted the scripture. I said, a man that don't love God cannot even love you. You shall love the Lord your God with all thy might, with all thy strength, and then you can love your neighbor as yourself. Now, finally, this is it. The lady may not necessarily be a bad girl. She may not necessarily be a bad wife, but it cannot fit into your vision. That is where compatibility comes in. So sometimes, you have to part the relationship, not because one person is bad, but because of where you are going. For instance, not every woman in this room can marry a pastor. Some even think they can because they are desperate to get a fiancé, but they can't. If they marry the man, they will destroy the man and destroy the ministry until God comes after them. Uh, tell us the kind of stylistic of a woman who cannot marry a pastor. He's full of herself. And he's very selfish. He's extremely jealous. He doesn't want anybody to talk to his husband. Hmm? I told you, some people went to a pastor's house for counseling, two ladies, while they are sitting there. After 30 minutes, as of mommy came to the hall. Came back. Came back again. It's me, Chum Koba. Moon, Semichum Koba. What are so tired? You are not bad, but you can't marry a man who is a public figure. And some people are public figures such a way that they are fathers to, they become fathers to people. The work we do, we become fathers to elderly people. So you are a father to marriage people. Somebody must come and tell you his trouble. Download the trouble on you. Then you have to find a solution to it. So the way you don't want anybody to greet your husband, go and marry a man who is a bezer. Even that one, you might have problem with the students. <laughs> All right. So God bless you. Oh. Oh. I don't think we can come to the next session, which is very crucial that you need to know. Now, I'm not going to do tomorrow. Tomorrow we are going to take off very strong because a lot of our guest preachers will be preaching in the morning. Yes. Hallelujah. Who speaks French, eh? Israel speaks French. Okay, finish and then you interpret it, okay? Give Israel a microphone. Okay, go ahead. Yes. But did you understand? Did you understand what I'm preaching? Ah, you translated to the oh wow. What did you ask? So madam, you speak French. You speak French. Sorry? You speak French, English, German, and what? And what? Belgium. Wow. Okay. Uh, uh, go ahead. Why do you say it in French? Eh? Um, she wants to know the age. No, why do you say go ahead in French? Continue. Okay, continue. Continue, Sava. Continue. <laughs> hey, you want to school French? You need a journey. You so, Okay, continue, continue. Je voudrais savoir la différence d'âge entre un homme et une femme dans le dans le mariage et puis savoir si une femme peut être moins âgée que l'homme dans le mariage. Puis je voudrais savoir combien d'âge de différence entre un homme et une femme dans le mariage. Et puis savoir si une femme plus âgée que l'homme peut épouser l'homme. Aeka. Um, she wants to know um, the age difference between the man and the woman. The age difference between the man and the woman. 
if a woman if uh, a woman has to be very young or she has to be like a little older than the man i think that question was asked the last time we came so that if you are caught in with a man which is let's say 10 years older than you or the, which one does he want does he want the man that is older than the woman or a woman that is older than the man which oui. one is he asking dans le mariage je voudrais savoir l'homme qui épouse la femme il y a quelle différence d'âge entre les deux and she wants to know um, if it has to be more than five years, ten years, more than five years, ten years, or eleven years, or three years. Okay, tell her there's no problem about that, but the longer the age, the longer it brings trouble. For instance, if you are a man, you are, let's say, 40 years, and you marry a woman that is about 20 years old, you have 20 years age difference. By the time your wife is 40, you will be about 60 years. Eh? Eh, by the time your wife is 50, you will be 70 years. Eh? And whether you have the strength to so bring satisfaction, if those things are not calculated well, it can introduce a lot of adultery. For instance, for instance, if you are, let's say, 50 years, and you go out to, or you want to marry a woman that is 20 years, the, 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 the generation is totally different. The age is totally different. And a 20 years, a 50 years man will not have the strength enough to meet the acrobatic display of a 20 years woman. So, so I am not going to stop you because it's a choice. That's why I say that you choose it. But every choice you make goes with a consequence. So if you choose to marry that kind of age, it's going to bring problems. For instance, what about the vice versa? You are a 30 years guy and you go to marry a woman that is 55. What is going to happen is that when the wrinkles on his face started developing and you meet some of the, your classmates, you stand a chance of not being faithful in the marriage. So, oh, it's a choice, but it goes with a major consequence. And some of them, it can take you out of the faith. So, age difference like five years, no problem. Even 10 years is fine. You are 30. The man is about 40 years, fine. Because... Uh, by makeup, there are some people too who are like 50 years and they look like they are 30 years. Yeah. They look like they are 30 years. Mm -hmm. Yes, they come brown something, something. What's the meaning of the come brown something? So I've said something, huh? <laughs> Say, say, say it in the microphone. Let's see. So that can be behind your papa. I bet you. There's somebody here to explain because at least. Dès que si la femme moins âgée, ça va amener tension. The thing I said is wrong. You have taken it very sharp, Joy. So tell him that. Tell her that. When I say the interview, tell her that it doesn't matter. There's no problem about the age, but it comes with a consequence. Tell her. Yeah, because if, let's say, you, the woman, is about 30 years, and the man is about 50 years, the 20 years interval, as you are growing, you see, when you start to be okay, but as you are growing, you will demand things that the man cannot meet. Give it to the woman. He's the one interpreting for you so that you can say, no, no, that's it. Uh -huh. Yes, madame, go ahead, don't worry. Uh -huh. Par exemple, si euh, la femme a, a 30 ans et que le monsieur a 50 ans, bon, la différence d'âge là peut être un problème plus tard. Au début, on fait avec, mais avec le temps, le monsieur ne peut pas se, ne peut pas, ne peut pas te satisfaire comme il faut. Parce qu'à 50 ou à 60 ans, il est déjà cabossé, il ne peut rien faire, tu vois. Donc, euh, c'est pour ça qu'il dit que ce sera un problème. Merci, merci, merci. Is it okay? Ask her whether it's okay to comprehend. Oh, minister. Yeah. Uncle, she, 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 she. Oh, boy, boy. Yes, last question. Hallelujah. I, I want to ask a question. Mm -hmm. How do you deal with a lady that behaves as if she knows it all? Like when you talk to her, like. The one the Ghanaian says is to know. Yes. As if. She knows all. So, let's say I'm in the ministry, she's in the ministry. Mm. So, whatever you say, oh, this thing, I know it. 
Today, Jesus revealed it to me. Mm. <laughs> and, and she said that when you get married to her, she will not follow you to you, your church. She will go to her church and you go to your church. How do you deal with it? No, you have a problem. Don't go there. You are going to have major, major, major problem. Number one, let me answer the first one that he knows he knows. It's not into submission. Even the submission test when we are dealing with people. For instance, let me tell you this. This is the spirit of submission, the character I was talking about. Sometimes I sit with, let's say, Papa Yisu, um, Bishop Takia Boy, Bishop James. There are times they come to preach, and I'm privileged to sit with them. Eh? There are things they are talking, I know. Eh? But I have to keep quiet and listen. Because even if you think you know, you realize that they will say something that you don't know. If, you, if, 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 if every time you think you know, you will not be in a position to learn. And when you meet people and you even think you know, there is another thing they know you don't know. It's called experience. So, a listening year is the fastest way of learning, development, and becoming what God wants you to do. You don't lose anything gaining what people have and adding it to what you already have. So, even if you think, so when I sit there, I develop a years to listen than to contribute and to talk. Sometimes I rather ask questions that make them talk more because the secret of men are in their stories. Now, when you marry a woman like that, he thinks he know, he know, he know, he know, he know, he know. He's going to come to the place and especially, now you see, he is trying to spiritualize the know. And once it comes, Jesus, once it comes, the father said, Jesus revealed to you, that's only true, Jesus revealed to you. you. People have lied in Jesus more than any lie in this world. But the father can't say, that says the Lord, does not mean that we should accept it that God said it. No. So, if you marry that person, especially in ministry, you are going to be in trouble. It is a natural Christian accepted law. That when I'm quoting with you and you go to Anglican and I'm in, I'm in, I'm, I'm in, I'm in the Lord is my shepherd and I marry you, unless it's a mutual agreement that will follow you, normally you have to follow the man to his church. And when it's a ministry, what do you mean by you be in your church when your husband is also doing ministry in the church? And the first family must be there as a standard for many to look at them as a source of encouragement. And so, in my estimation, no matter how you love the person, you are going to have major problems if you marry. For the sake of your assignment and your calling, I think the relationship must not continue unless she changes. God bless you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this message. For further inquiries, contact World Prayer Center, PO Box GP21421, Accra, or telephone plus 233-303-413-703 or plus 233-303-413-705. Email us on info at wpcministries.org or visit our website at www.wpcministries.org.